Maya back again, guys. I have one more update for y'all. My Take now has a Patreon. I'm trying to expand the My Take community and also expand my earnings a little bit by creating a Patreon. We have three tiers, and in the top tier, we're actually starting a My Take book club. So anybody who joins, we're going to be reading a book together a month, and there's going to be monthly live streams and Discord benefits. So I'd really, really, really appreciate it if you could go check it out. The link is in the show notes. Hey guys, it's Maya, and I just wanted to jump on here and promote my takes Instagram really quick because we're doing a lot of fun things. I'm doing more posts, more stories, and I also have to say I've started a new series called The Bottom Shelf, and it's video reviews, IGTV video reviews, and I think they're super fun, and they're all on the Instagram, so go follow my take on social media and specifically on Instagram at underscore my take. So today we're going back to my take and my, Maya's, bread and butter, and that is rom-coms. Obviously, we love rom-coms. And today it is a rom-com about a jewelry store owner who announces her engagement on Instagram, but she is not actually engaged. Love at First Like by Hannah Orenstein follows Eliza, who announces her engagement, and then goes on a whirlwind ride trying to plan the perfect wedding and actually find a fiance. And it is so good. Even though it's a little love triangle-y, which I was not expecting going into it. And I hate love triangles. I had a lot of fun and it was a great time. Books, TV, music, and movies. All things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who listen. So I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to which means no tuning out halfway through. I am Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. and the writing is pretty standard when I said we're starting with a little bit on the writing it definitely is a little bit because this is not really the book where I have a lot to say on the writing so we're just going to move on to the plot and we start with Raj because he is at the bar when Eliza gets stuck with the bill from her really shitty date and finds out that her horrible ex is now engaged and we love Raj. I didn't think much of this interaction until we have hindsight and we know how amazing Raj is. So love that Raj is there from the beginning. And Eliza goes back to the shop and she kind of goes home because she lives in the apartment above the shop. But basically she has this thing where she, when she's feeling down, will draft engagement announcement posts on Instagram. But she'll save them to her drafts. She always saves them to her drafts. It's just the thing she does to make herself feel better. Which honestly, I respect and I appreciate. Like, that sounds fun that you just mess around with jewelry and pretend to be engaged. Like, I'm down. But instead, this one becomes an actual post. But the post gets a lot of traction, so it stays up. And she goes to Thursday happy hour with Carmen. I love Carmen. And I love their idea of, like, that they always have had a happy hour since college. And... I love Carmen for hijacking Eliza's Twitter, Twitter, not her Twitter, her Tinder, 
and setting it up so there's basically like bachelorette for the night at this bar and all like tinder guys suck as tinder guys tend to do i mean i don't have any direct experience but a couple of my friends have like been on tinder and like been on tinder dates and the guys just kind of suck and it's like tinder you don't expect the guys to be good but blake is at the bar and blake doesn't really suck and so eliza like talks and forts with him and stuff but she doesn't come out and tell him the truth which i was like why would you not just be like oh yeah like tell him the truth because you're not actually trying to get him to like be your person which i guess is like pretty clear indicator at the very beginning that like i was team raj because she actually does that with raj but she doesn't tell blake anything and she has a magazine photo shoot and interview that goes really well and then as she's leaving that blake actually asks her out and their first date is cute but Eliza literally was like, there's no spark. And then she turns her head, so when he goes to kiss her, she he kisses her cheek. Which, like, how much more of an indication do you want that this is not going to go very well? Because you literally avoided trying to kiss him. Like, wh- what did you think was going to happen? Like, there's no spark. And you're trying to, like, get, like, like no. I, I, I don't understand how she talked herself into trying to make this a thing. Because she literally turned her head so... He got her cheek like no it no no but she does have six months to get more money for rent so i guess that's kind of a strong reason to talk herself into it and then carmen has her skincare app idea which i love and she also hacks into tinder to find out that blake is still talking to other girls so eliza decides that like between that and the rent issue she needs to get a fucking move on so she does And she spontaneously goes to Blake's and, again, doesn't tell him, like, what is going on, but hooks up with him anyways. And then goes to the bar and admires Raj while he works, which I love. And I love Raj. And he's just, he's great. And she feels comfortable enough to tell Raj the whole truth of the situation. And he admits that he left a good startup and... You know, he didn't feel like he wanted to be there at the startup and it wasn't what he wants to do and stuff. And, like, they're so compatible and they have such a great connection. And he gives her her drinks on the house, which I love. And I love this interaction. And I love Raj. And then she does the radio interview. And obviously she can't tell Blake she's doing a radio interview about her engagement because he'd be like, uh, what? But she can tell Raj. So after she defends claims that she's anti-feminist... Raj DMs her and is like, hey, by the way, you did an amazing on this radio interview. Which, like, see? Who is there for you every step of the way? Raj. Who are you trying to get to be your fiancé? Blake. Who you can't even be honest with? Fuck you. Like, I I guess, I guess I really, like, I, I, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this. Oh, basically what I'm trying to say is that it is pretty love triangle-y, but it doesn't feel like that because Raj feels like such a non-contender and like okay I read this book first like a couple years ago and I reread it for the purpose of making a podcast episode because it's a really fun rom-com and it would make a great episode and rereading it I was like oh my god Raj is clearly the option but the first time I read it I remember not really like it wasn't that I didn't like Raj I loved Raj and he was great but he kind of came out of left field for me. I was, like, fully on board with Eliza going after Blake. And then when Raj showed up, I was like, okay, yeah, Raj really is honestly the better option. But it wasn't, like, the entire time I read it the first time. I was, like, screaming that Raj needed to be 
the person and like now like I am now so I guess that's why I wasn't so like oh my god it's a love triangle I don't want to reread it when I was going to reread it because it didn't feel like a love triangle on a first read but it definitely is and that's a lot of rambling for not a lot of purpose basically Raj is the best and then Blake surprises Eliza with flowers and takes her out and they walk on the Brooklyn Bridge and they go to his place and he bought cheese for her and she gets caught taking pictures of the cheese plate and that is Blake's one pro is that he bought cheese for her so that was kind of cute and then after that night like the next morning she runs into the van at the coffee shop by Blake's who comments on her lack of ring and it's like this very awkward situation and it should make Eliza realize she needs to either hurry up and tell Blake about this so he can get on board or find somebody else because you're gonna have more encounters like this and it's gonna be hard and then she gets her free wedding dress and it ends up being Sophie's pick that like is the right one but Sophie then breaks down and asks for $15,000 from the business for another round of IVF, which Eliza agrees to. And I was a little annoyed because like, okay, I've never been in Sophie's position. I'm 18. I've never wanted kids, right? Like if I got pregnant, that would be an issue, not a celebration. So I don't understand what it's like, especially for Sophie, who is gay, gay or bi. Either way, she ends up with a woman partner. And so biologically she can't have kids but she need a sperm donor to do it right so it's like i get it it's hard but if we've already had multiple rounds and insurance won't cover it like i guess i just like as somebody who has always put my head down and worked at things why would you take money away from your business when you're already not sure if you're going to be able to resign your lease right like why would you not try something else why would you not look into adoption why would you not wait, why would you not see if your partner could be the one to get pregnant, right? Like, it just, it was a lot, and Eliza agrees, and, like, I get it, it's your sister and all, but it was still, like, why Why can't you just wait? Like, why couldn't you just wait until the scheme passed, and then she could try to get, like, the money afterwards or whatever, right? Like, it just, it was a little dicey, and, you know, you're mixing money and family and business, so, like, it was a lot. But Eliza agrees, so... She really has a lot of pressure on her shoulders now because she has to get this fucking scheme to work to get the money so that taking $15,000 out of the business accounts for another round of IVF is not going to completely tank their business. And then she goes to the bar, Golden Years, which leads to her and Raj getting pizza and drinking whiskey at the shop. And she swipes Raj's Tinder, which we love. And also, she likes his jewelry taste, which is like the biggest compliment she can give him and he gets to see her apartment which Blake hasn't which again Raj is so much better than Blake and why we're not dating Raj I don't know and then she fucking kicks him out and lies about not feeling great just to go be with Blake which like fuck that especially because he's like I can go get you chicken soup and come back and he wants to be there and help take care of her and I'm like bro how can you not see that he really clearly likes you and you're just being a bitch about it and then Blake sends her the watch for their first, like, legit big thing as a couple. They're going to this charity gala. And the fans seated at their table asked about Blake. So she used to ditch the event and drop the L word to distract him. Which, like, I literally... I, I, I get why she did it because it was the only option she had. But also, girl, you're, like, telling yourself, oh, maybe I can see myself growing to actually love Blake. You're not like, oh, yeah, I love Blake and I want to say this. 
and she's just it's just it's a lot and she shouldn't have done that and then they go to the piano bar with blake and saying i love you grows on her and like it shouldn't have to grow on you it should grow on you before you've said it and then once you say it you should just be so happy you get to say it that it's not a thing you should be like oh my god i can't believe i'm in love with this person or like oh my god i can't believe i get to like admit that i'm in love with this person not like oh i could be in love with this person like it's just so terrible and i don't like it and then carmen gets a meeting with a female run venture capitalist thing and eliza helps her prep and i was very excited for carmen because i love carmen and i love her skincare app idea so then eliza ends up closing down the bar with raj and connects him to carmen so he can do coding for carmen's app because carmen's looking for a software engineer and raj is looking for a job so that was perfect and then Blake calls Sophie about a ring to propose, and it hasn't even been that many months yet. It's sure as shit has not been a year. Obviously, this is good for Eliza because it's exactly what she wants, but I don't understand how he, in his right mind, can think, oh yeah, let me just propose. And then Eliza and Blake go to Blake's hometown, and she meets his own whole family. And then Blake obviously can't go to taste testing, so she takes Raj and raj and carmen are working together on the app which is really cool and i love that for them and eliza picks chocolate cake because that's the one she likes and then walking out of there realizes that like doesn't even like chocolate cake which is like first of all how do you not like chocolate cake i mean i have a friend who doesn't like chocolate but i don't just i don't understand how she doesn't like chocolate so i don't understand how you wouldn't like chocolate cake like no no like i no but also, once again, you're really going to marry this guy. You don't even remember that he doesn't like chocolate. Like, it just, it's so bad. It's so bad. And it goes from bad to worse because that proposal, oh my lord. First of all, he doesn't ask or think to ask or know that Eliza gets seasick. And she doesn't think to speak up and be like, by the way, I get seasick. And so takes her out on a yacht and proposes and Eliza throws up and is about to say no and only says yes because she remembers how good Blake looks on paper for this crazy business scheme and it's just like it's so bad so so bad and I don't like it at all and it's terrible and like even if I could put aside my feelings about Blake and her as a couple right like the proposal itself sucks because she gets seasick it's not fun and it's not like they've ever it's not meaningful to them like he thinks it's gonna be meaningful to them because or to her at least because she grew up around boats but she never went out on boats you didn't think to ask this right like being by or near the water had been a big thing for them in their relationship and you propose on a boat that is perfectly fine i'm not against boat proposals it's not like a public proposal where i'm like like public proposals are just i think blanket statement bad the boat proposal is not bad in and of itself it's fine it's just bad because a it has no significance to them and b she gets fucking seasick and he doesn't know it but then she lies eliza lies about the hotel and convinces blake to get married in a month because she's like I really really want to get married here and you know covering up the fact that they offered her a free venue and then blake wants to post pictures on facebook as you do which like 
Blake also doesn't have Instagram. He only has Facebook, which, like, fuck off. If you're not going to have social media, don't have social media. Don't not have social media, but have Facebook. It's the worst of the social medias. Facebook objectively needs to die. It's the worst of the social medias. So, I don't, like, that's another red flag in Blake's column. But he wants to post pictures on Facebook. So, Eliza obviously has to come clean about this because she can't post pictures on Facebook. And she can't be seen tagged in his pictures on Facebook because everyone would know that she was lying. So, she comes clean, and he kicks her out, and they're done. Which, I was not mad at, because I didn't like their relationship. And Eliza goes to the bar, and Raj is just distracting her. And then, he texts Carmen to organize a surprise party for her on the roof, which is amazing. And they finally hug. It takes them, like, forever to hug. Like, this low-key is slow burn, especially by contemporary standards, because they haven't fucking hugged yet. And they finally hug, and it's amazing. And they come up with the staged non-binding wedding idea. So it's like, oh, maybe Raj might, you know, marry her. And then he walks her home and Eliza invites Raj up to like hang out. And they fall asleep cuddling while watching The Office, which is really adorable. And then they wake up and Eliza kisses him. And I was very excited, obviously, because they were finally kissing. But Raj pulls away, and I was like, oh, fuck, here it comes, right? Like, obviously, this was gonna happen. But instead of it being bad, it was literally the best, most honest and vulnerable and not really awkward conversation about how, how Eliza really needs to choose Raj and treat him like she likes him, which is totally valid, and all of his points are totally valid, and he was being so honest but nice and vulnerable and amazing, and I loved this conversation. I was like, holy shit, we can have good conversations and romance. And then Eliza also gets told by Raj that she needs to slow down and breathe, which like I love him and he's very right. So then Eliza, instead of slowing down and breathing, she goes to meet Blake and apologizes to him and asks him to consider the proposal, which why does she ask him to consider the proposal? You don't like him. You'd have to be tied to this man for a very long time or at least conceivably until you could like invent some issues and get a divorce, right? Like it's so stupid why she would ask him to consider this proposal, but she does. And then it takes her weeks of a time jump and happy hour with Carmen to finally realize that Blake is wrong for her and Raj is who she wants. So it's like, bitch, obviously, we've all known that. Why it's taking you this long, I don't know, but I was very happy when she did. And she goes to the bar and she tells Raj and they kiss, like, both mutually agree to kiss and it's amazing. And Raj offers to be her pretend groom and they go out on an actual date and get all dressed up and go to the poetry brothel. And they agree that they're, like, boyfriend and girlfriend and they're actually dating. And it's really amazing and cute and beautiful and I love it. And then they go back to her apartment and they hook up. And it's great. And it's, like, okay, the smut is a little fade to black for my taste. Like, it's kind of descriptive in the beginning and cute and lovely. But it's not, like, as detailed, right? Like, I'm not saying I need Fifty Shades of Grey level detail on smut, right? But, like... Romance Book Club, Wallbanger, Beach Read. Beach Read is very steamy. I didn't think Beach Read would be as steamy as it is, but Beach Read, like, that's kind of my level of smut where you, like, get the full picture. And so this was a little fade to black to my taste, but it was, like, the most showy you could be while still being fade to black. So, like, it got away with it, I guess. But Eliza admits that, like, she likes Raj a lot and it's amazing and literally Raj is like you can seduce me literally anytime and like that's why he is an icon I fucking love Raj he is great and 
Even though Raj asked to sleep on the idea of having a non-binding wedding, he actually does agree and he proposes by playing marry you in the shop and he has a ring pop and it's really super cute and we have the wedding and Sophie's pregnant which I was very happy for her and I was very happy that that round of IVF worked and we have the first Luke photos and Raj's mom gives Sophie her bangle that she wore on her wedding day which was really sweet and amazing and e-commerce sales are so good good enough that they can resign the lease literally the night of the wedding and the night of the what like the wedding itself is very amazing and fun and eliza and raj are like on their flight to their honeymoon and carmen gets major funding from the female-run venture capitalist which is amazing and roffers raj a legit job which is amazing and eliza is finally ready to slow down and breathe and just be in the moment on her honeymoon with raj and it's really amazing so to wrap up this episode i loved it it was cute and such a quick read but very fun and it's a rom-com which really is all i need in my life and raj is so i love raj he's such an icon and it's indian representation too which i loved because i'm half indian and it's not like indian representation in the way that like a sashni patel book would be or like um the henna wars would be where there's like that's the focus right the focus is not representation of the brown community but raj is you know okay yes he's a little stereotypical in that he's a programmer but besides that like he's an indian character who just gets to be the love interest and i kind of love that and that's the kind of representation we need to start adding into books too where you just have main characters and love interests and best friend characters and stuff that are any kind of minority instead of just having like cyclically white characters so i love that and the book is great so yeah i have been maya ghosh and this has been my take on love at first like by hannah ornstein thanks for listening so we're kind of a one-woman show here at my take so the credits are not going to be very long this podcast is produced and edited um by me i do all of my own social media the only person i really have to thank is one of my great friends paris who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now so thank you paris and thank you all for listening you can reach me at underscore my take on twitter and instagram and please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast that helps a ton so yeah thanks for listening